Hey there, thanks for tuning in. So excited to bring you Superstar PR season six. I promise this season is just a thank you to everyone who's been listening and I'm bringing you some really interesting folks. Please rate, subscribe, stick around, and thanks for listening. Hi everyone, welcome to Superstar PR. I'm so excited about my guest today because we're friends on LinkedIn and he always says onwards and upwards. So Dan, <laughs> thanks for being here and talking to us about your new book, 15 Minutes of Shame. My pleasure, Nikki. Awesome to speak to you. Where in the world are you today? I'm in New Orleans, uh, the place where I got married 28 years ago and one of the, one of the, the best cities in the world. Oh, New Orleans. You know what? I've been told it's a magical place. It really is. And who dot nation, the who dot nation, just so my Saints fans know. Oh, I feel like I'm going to have to Google that reference now. You know that, right? (laughs) No problem. So, Des, you have a new book. And uh, I think you should tell us about this new book. What was the impetus for writing 15 Minutes of Shame? Yeah, I I think, Nikki, so, you know, to me, uh, as I think, through the arc of my life, one of the things that's really important for people is to have resilience, to, you know, it's never going to go easy. When you think it's going to go easy, you get bumped off the road. It's getting back up. And, you know, my view is, you know, everybody uh, uh, faces adversity. It's inevitable. But the reality is defeat is optional. If you think you can or you can't, you're right. So think and choose carefully. And my thought of, of the book is, through my life, is I've been knocked down. I've done things that I'm not proud of. I've done things that I'm very proud of. But the reality is, on the on the net sum of life, is if you, you know, if you keep true to yourself, if you believe in yourself, if you know in your soul that you're a good person, you're going to succeed. So it's that, you know, just work through on resilience. Never let anybody tell you de- you're defeated other than yourself. And then if you do, that's on you. Uh, but I wanted to really share that my story is not a silver spoon story. It's not what you'd expect maybe from somebody who's ran seven or eight large multi-billion dollar companies. And it's one of hardship. I never wore it on my sleeve. And, but I feel that there's a lesson to be learned uh, for all. And uh, I'm glad to share it. Well, I appreciate that you're sitting here with me. Um, I shared with Des earlier to the listeners that his life story hurt my heart a little bit because <laughs> I have kids. And I, you know, Des, how old are you when your mom passed away? I was nine, well, just eight years old. Eight. And she was 29. And she was 29. 29. And what was your mom's name? Teresa. Best woman, uh, second best. Yeah, I mean, maybe tied for best woman on. Maybe after you, Nikki. You know, my wife and 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 uh, obviously uh, my mother. Two special ladies. So is my grandmother. And there's just been some tremendous women in my life. That's that's exceptional and good for you to recognize. And I do want to ask you some questions about your wife because she was like the angel in the book when she appeared. I was like, oh, thank goodness. I think uh, it's Carol. I know, uh, Carol. 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 Yes, she thank was. Just for Carol. She, Yes. And, uh, you know, uh, absolutely. I mean, she's been a superstar, somebody who I really, you know, admire, love, respect, somebody who's helped me grow, somebody who's helped me grow and actually love being in a family environment, which I, you know, after reading my book, you know, I didn't have a great upbringing. 
I wasn't sure if I'd be a great father. I, I always thought that my personality would, but you never know. And uh, she certainly has been the cherry on the top and maybe the cake as well in my life. Oh, I love that. So, I mean, your book and your, you've run some really cool brands. Like, can you tell our listener <laughs> where you've worked yeah. and done? Yeah, well, I, I started my, my life started in, in a friend's, you know, you know, fish and chip shop, video store, you know, the first video store in, you know, in my hometown before Blockbusters was even a thing. And I used to love that business because I used to tell all my friends I was in the movie business. So, <laughs> but I was just really selling movie tapes or, or tapes of movie. And, you know, so I, I, I started off in, in very humble beginnings, you know, running these different stores. But I was 17 when I was running these video shop, butcher store, convenience store, uh, and fish and chip shop. And then I moved into more corporate world with Wimpy Burgers, which was bought by Burger King. So I did a, uh, you know, ran several of those restaurants. Then I got into Pizza Hut and PepsiCo and, and really cut my teeth, uh, opened up, you know, stores in Poland uh, in the early 90s. And then I've worked in Whitbread, which is the third largest uh, hospitality and retail company in Europe as an executive. And then I, in America, I've ran uh, as chief marketing officer and advanced technologies of Maytag. I've run it. I've managed 7-Elevens, 32,000 food, fresh food business locations, being the CEO of eight companies, IHOP, you may have heard of, the International House Pancakes being the president of Safeway, being the CEO of the world's uh, or North America's largest event hospitality company, and several other startups along the way. So it's been a great, terrific career that I've learned and uh, fell forward really every day of my life. Well, I mean, when I read your book, and I just have to touch on your childhood, um, I always ask myself, Des, you know, you had this stepmom, and she was yep. mean. And I was like, why didn't you fight back? Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, Nick, Nick, well, first of all, Nikki, I was eight years old and she was nine years old when she when she officially, officially came into my life. So you're thinking a nine-year-old, you know, a little kid. Uh, I was just skin and bone. I mean, you know, you think about your own kids and what, what would they do at nine years old? And, uh, you know, what I will say is I did, you know... Um, I had three younger brothers. My elder brother moved out of the house to safety, uh, bless his heart. And, uh, you know, after the third beating of unbelievable beatings that we all received, I said, you know, some, uh, something in my mind said, you know, uh, I can't take this anymore. I have got to protect my family. I've got to protect my brothers. They're getting beaten. It's my responsibility. And so from nine years old until I was 15, I would take those beatings every single night or most nights of every night of the year for several of well, these six years. And then at 15, you know, and by the way, Nikki, uh, I don't, this is not a, a, a comment against my mother, but my mother always told me you don't hit women. You know, you do not hit a woman. And I've always, I, you know, I listen to my mother like a good son should. So I said, you know what? I, I, she's right. I don't, even though this person was evil. And then at 15, um, you know, she tried to throw a fish and chip shop hot pan on my hot fish, hot, you know, hot pan of oil on me. It missed me by inches, but because I pushed her arms away, 
else it would have just covered my body. And uh, that led to me finally saying, you know, at 15, no more. So then she came, you know, the next, you know, couple of months after that, she came again uh, in the bedroom when I was walking out to try and attack my, it's like, it's like Kung Fu, you know, you can't think of this nonsense. It's like Pink Panther, uh, you know, this Kato attacking you all the time. Unfortunately, it's not fun. And I thought that enough. And so at 15, after she tried to attack my brother again, Damien, for the last time, I, you know, as she swung to me, I finally said, I'm not taking one more punch. I'm not taking one more abuse from this lady. And I pushed her out of the, uh, out of the room. And I, you know, she fell down the stairs. And I, and I said to her, she touches me and my brothers again, and it'll be the last thing she does. I wasn't proud of that. But that's when you said, hey, you know, even being a good son stops at some point in the face of abuse. Absolutely. And I kind of, I was happy at that enough moment, um, you know, like I, I tried to get through the whole book and I was like, I need Des to say enough. And when you said enough, I was like, oh my God. Okay, so, you know, I have so many questions about adversity, but maybe was there a narrative that you started saying to yourself at 15 that you still maybe think about now as you've gone through other experiences? Yeah, I, I, it's really funny because, you know, when I was a kid and I watched you know, the news, again, it's in my book, so please, for the readers and listeners, uh, 15 minutes of shame, I think there'll be some good insights from you, some, you know, bad moments in my life and good, I don't... Oh, no, it's, don't it's a very interesting book, yes. Yeah, so so I, I think, you know, when I was nine, 10 years old, 11 years old, I watched, uh, 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 I was watching the news and unfortunately, tragically, a family who was traveling to like the UK Alton, uh, Alton Towers, like the UK, the US Disney, if you like, their helicopter crashed and, uh, you know, the family, you know, they died and it was a tragic moment. And what I took away from that is life is very limited. What I also took away, I'm going to have my own helicopter. And I, and I, and I, I, cl- I clung on to that saying, I'm going to be a business guy. I'm going to do great things. And so... Um, I suppose it was just having early belief and in my, I, I think one of the most important things for any executive is you've got to have a, whatever it takes mentality. You, you no jobs beneath you, no jobs above you, no jobs. You are better, better than you got to get in and you got to do the work. There's nothing like, you know, you think about Michael Phelps, you think about any, you know, I know you're from. Toronto. So think about you can you know, Wayne Gretzky. How many, you know, ice rinks has that guy skated across in practice? He just didn't become the best ever by just turning up and saying, Hey, I'm here. Maybe he did. He's that good. But, you know, the reality is that for us, it's about whatever it takes. How many laps did Michael Phelps? How many golf balls has Tiger Woods hit? How many tennis balls has Rafa Nadal or my favorite Roger Federer struck? And that's what it is, doing whatever it takes. And to me, Nikki, that means I'll do any job. I've moved all around the world. I've taken lateral positions. I've gone from running a billion-dollar business to a $90 million business because I would learn new things, tricks on tricks on tricks. And I think, you know, what I, what I would love to import on people is you find your own whatever-it-takes mindset. And then, secondly, if I was giving any you know advice would be it's like have a code red a code red 
on your career. Think about this, Nikki. Uh, A lot of people spend more time thinking about where they're going to go on vacation, what they're going to do at the weekend, what clothes are they going to buy, than they think about their career. You know, when was the last time they sat down and said, hey, this is, you know, Nikki Inc. This is my, your company. What, what do I want to achieve? And what considerations and obstacles and everything else have you got in the way? Because, hey, I'm looking after an early parent. Oh, I've got a kid who needs some help. Oh, I've got a family member who needs to be near them. So your priorities will change, but you've got to say, hey, my code red, the most important thing in my career is my career. And I'm going to put some time and effort. So I always say, and I'm writing a second book, Nikki, called Think Your Way to the Top, which is lessons from my life in business, and it's going to be much more business-orientated than my personal life story, which this book's about. But it's going to be like 52 lessons, one a week, where we say, think through, you know, we, 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 we thinking is hard. That's why we judge, you know, that's, you know, so think through your life. And then I always say, put your plan, your personal plan on a page. What's your vision for you? What are your objectives over the next three to five years? What are your deliverables? What are the five things? Just five. You can't boil the ocean. Five things you're going to focus on. And then the imperatives that are going to get you there. Then hold yourself accountable. It's amazing. I've done it for 20 years on every business I've ran. I've done it for my personal life. And then I think the last thing would be, hey, business is serious. You don't have to take yourself serious. So I think... Lead with laughter. Lead with humor. Have some fun. You know, who wants to get up and go to work and say, it's nine o'clock, time to be serious and dour. You know, 10 o'clock, time to abuse somebody or belittle somebody. No, get positive. Think think through how you lift others up and be a positive force and a force. Oh, Des, I love lead with laughter. I mean, something I can tell you, Des, is I had some interns say to me, Nikki, it's a little unusual that you put on J-Lo and you make us get up and stretch and you feed us food. And then you say we pitch clients. I'm like, you know why we get yeses? Because we get yeses when we're so happy. We yes. pitch people from the best place possible. And who's going to ignore you when you're happy? No, I'd only say you have to play some Taylor Swift, not some J-Lo. Oh, okay. You're a T-Swift fan. Okay. That's good to know. Oh, that's so good. Okay. So let me ask you, you know, you right now, there's somebody listening who's going through some adversity and maybe they have a mentor and no one's showing them the way out. What would you say to them? You know, it's, it's everybody has their own journey, Nikki. So it's, you know, and everybody has their own crisis. So it's never good to minimize and tell people to chill because in the middle of it all, that's what you don't want. You don't want all this, you know, you also want to have somebody who's going to be reality-based and be a supporter, but also provide some, you know, tough feedback at times as well. But, you know, for me, it would be you never give up, never, ever allow yourself to be defeated. The mob or anybody else can come for you. You know you, and if you have belief in you, and you work a little bit hard every day, you know, like you put your one foot in front of the other, you know, through my ad- most recent diversity of, you know, cancel culture and uh, social media, you know, uh, uh, tirade, 
even, you know, I, I think I wake up every day positive. Even those days I didn't wake up positive. There was days, there were those months I didn't wake up positive, but I knew it would end. I, I have confidence. And that's what I would tell the listeners and the, um, the viewers is don't doubt yourself, move forward, be positive, find things that you can be grateful for. Lean on your friends. I mean, there's so many things that, you know, my, my life lessons come, come back to, you know, uh, I think about my family and my friends, and it, I, I'm a music guy, Nikki, and you might not relate to some of this. I know the sound of that word, a lot of musical reference, yeah. yes. Yeah, but if, if I said to, you know, I, I really mean this, if, you know, there's there's things that everybody can take when they're going for adversity, and, and, and it's lean on your family and friends and your colleagues and your loved ones, and like Sinead O'Connor, nothing compares to you. So that's your friend, that's who your hobby is, get, a, get, get to them. Um, you know, Human League uh, wrote a song in the 80s, uh, We're Only Human. So allow yourself, when you're going through adversity, to cut yourself some slack. You're only human. You're not perfect. We wish we were, but we make mistakes. How we evolve and learn and move forward is the most important. Um, I, I, this might be counterintuitive for somebody who's going through some adversity, but to me, it's about how can we make the world a better place? How can you help somebody else, even though when you're struggling? How do you go out there and say, you know what? If I focus on somebody else, it will help me and they see the appreciation from them. So it's like Michael Jackson, we are the world. Make the world a better place. Well, um, uh, you know, you said, have mercy on yourself. My mother always said, have mercy on your soul. You're only human. And yep. um, the, the be of service is something really important because even when you're down, if you could just get outside of yourself, forget your problem for a second, go cheer someone else up, energy comes back. It's like a no, I, I, thing. No, no, I, I, I agree. And then, you know, to finish off, it would be, you know, uh, like Prince in life, you know, party like it's 1999. You know, we can, we are going to be sad, but we got to think there's an end to the sadness. There's going to be things that you can do and, and doors that, and opportunities that will open. We've all been passed for promotions. We've all been maybe slighted. It's about how do you know that you are going to do okay and have belief and confidence in yourself? Don't listen to your critics. These people are going for adversity. They, there's like Phil Collins. Too many people with too many voices. They're all over the show. They've all got opinions. You have to have your own conviction, which trumps all their all their opinions. And then like, and then there's some others. But yeah, let's. It can go on and on and on. But I think anybody's suffering from adversity waiting. This is so never good. Did, never I mean surrender. Like the cancel culture question, the dog, the elevator. What do you want to tell the world, Des? Oh, man. Uh, well, first of all, I, I think it's really important that, you know, I own my mistake. It wasn't my finest moment. It wasn't in my, even in the vernacular, being anything that I'm proud of. It's something that I wish had never happened, you know. But, you know, reliving the moment doesn't bring any joy, doesn't bring any uh, alternative reality that the situation happened you can't change the facts you got to move on uh, you know it's it's really sad nikki that i would tell you that you know people you know used to be able to have redemption and apologies uh, and they would be given forgiveness which you know i really truly believe in from my own faith and my own practices 
But that's not the case, uh, you know, on, on Twitter. There's a mob mentality. They want to, you know, they want to burn you on the hour, crucify you by the minute. It doesn't matter. They don't care. They just want to keep hate going. I mean, they attacked my son. They sent death threats to my wife. They constantly harass me. Uh, even today, it's sad. It's uh, And all I would say is I really feel sorry for them. I really honestly wish they had something in their lives that didn't cause so much hurt and anger for them to manifest in such a negative way. Who wants to live like that? It's... It's tragically shocking, and uh, I do. I, I wish I could hug them and say, it's going to get better. Oh, I love that. Des, do you play golf? I try to. Uh, so I've lost a lot of balls uh, in the in the rough, but yeah, I, I play a lot of sports. I, I try and, you know, go to the gym every day, and, you know, uh, it's really funny because I got a <laughs> one of my... You know, uh, friends on Twitter, you know, uh, recently said, hey, who does this guy think he is? He's a middle-aged, dyes his hair, opaque face, and he's fat. So I would just tell you, they encouraged me to get to the gym, and that's great. There we go. I, I need some of that. Listen, that's, that's okay. My mother does that for me. She's like, Nicole, you need to go to the gym. I'm like, okay, we all need a mother that says that. Well, that's your 15 minutes of shame is... um. A good look at, you know, the cancel culture. It's a different world we live in or everything is under a lens. And you know what I want to say? I guess like no one's perfect. And I'm an animal lover, but you know, you don't really know a moment before someone does something to an animal because animals bite too. And, uh, you know, things can happen. So I want to say to you, I mean, like now you have a new book coming out, 15 Minutes of Shame. It's an interesting read because you have a lot of experiences you share from your childhood to the brands you got to work on, which I know, I know all those brands. My background is <laughs> hospitality before PR. So I was a director of marketing for 20 years and um, I left food when I had kids and cancer. So like two little moments and then I left. God bless. Not as big, you know, and I decided now I just share good news and good stories. But, you know, I'd love to interview you again when the next book comes out because I do think that's going to be very interesting. Awesome. And I look forward to it. And and again, I'm so pleased that you evolve from your own corporate life to your business life. You're doing phenomenal things, Nikki. I really mean that. I watch you and follow you on, on LinkedIn and it's been a pleasure to get to know you and awesome news on, uh, you know, recovering and beating cancer, which is one of the greatest adversities in the world and your disposition is phenomenal. So I wish you nothing but success. Thank you, Des. And I love how you sign off onwards and upwards. So everybody take a look at Des' tag <laughs> on LinkedIn. Um, you know, 15 Minutes of Shame. It's a very good read. And thank you so much for joining me, Des. Have a great day. Thank you. Thank you, Nikki. Take care. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Superstar PR. Please remember, if you like what you heard, share it with your friends. Don't forget to rate and review the show. This is a labor of love. We'll see you next week for our newest episode.